Your attention, please. <laughs> the Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. Brad, we talked about it last time, and now it's actually happening. There's trams a moving. So, were they for real? I it it seems possibly that way. So all the parks we have seen reports that they have been testing and training on trams, which I find somewhat okay. So I, I do find this whole thing amusing. Basically, what we have seen is that it has been so long since trams have operated <laughs> at the parks that everybody forgot how to drive them. That that they are they are indeed making sure that they still work. And then, yes, that they're having to train up new people uh, on how to do, which I I mean, I do get that, right? Sure. Like, there are probably certain intricacies to how you want to take this corner and whatnot at each different part. And, like, what the stop point is for each stop in this particular park, where it's much better if you've trained specifically for that part with hopefully some styrofoam cars <laughs> right yeah i can't imagine and, and trying to so, make a turn every with, so often you know somebody just uh just throws a a, a small styrofoam child uh <laughs> on a roomba and sends it out in front of the tram <laughs> or something like that oh no it just darted out in front of you what do you do what do you do <sighs> or or they have you know at at random points a you know there's a cast member who's hidden in the in the cars behind you and they randomly let go of a balloon so it'll float up into your viewpoint <laughs> and you have to stop the tram and demand that everyone pull their blue balloons down and everything have you seen the king of the hill where, i don't know exactly what the training requires have you seen the king of the hill where bobby is training to cut the turkey and he's cutting oh, a loaf yes. of bread <laughs> and hank kills oh my god it's so juicy <laughs> and he goes good he cuts a big chunk out of it that's all i could think about you got to be ready for those. Got to be ready, but boy. Yes, I I think that we will actually see trams come back in September, which yay because I was really getting kind of sick and tired of being promised that we were going to see trams, yeah, and then not seeing trams. So well, and it's it's exciting. The whole time before you said it, you know, last time was. I was thinking, like, yeah, okay, you know, you get there and you have to walk a little bit to to get into the gate. I mean, that doesn't sound like it's so bad. But then you said the key thing, walking back. After you've walked 10 miles in the Magic Kingdom, I mean, in, in like, Epcot or something, the walk back to your car is the is the the insult to injury. <laughs> so having having trams, I see the I see the need now. Yes, and now we, uh, it looks like we're going to see trams. And I do, so I find it somewhat interesting that we are finally getting trams back right in the midst of essentially hearing that demand is not where it's expected <laughs> Yeah, for the parks. And this demand, was, now, admittedly, with additional things, there was this little hurricane thing coming that possibly affected demand recently as well. But we also saw Genie Plus hit its lowest pricing uh, since it was introduced. Rock bottom. Uh, How can you afford over, not to? Right, exactly. 
and that was August twenty uh, fifth, somewhere right in there. Or sorry, August 29th, Yes, was the was the date where it was twenty dollars for the park hopper, twenty dollars for Magic Kingdom, twenty for Hollywood Studios, and fifteen for both Epcot and Animal Kingdom. Honestly. Like, Epcot and Animal Kingdom, could you afford not to at $15 per guest? Yeah, you might as well. I mean, unless you have, like, 10 guests. But then, I mean, unless you have 10 kids, you have some people who can pay for their own $15, right? I guess that's true. That's true. Like, that's a a meal at that point, and often less than a meal to get it. So even though there are less things for which you might be able to use it, that you would want to use it, like there's a there's a couple of attractions that you could use it on and quickly get back your fifteen dollars worth, I suppose. Yeah, and it at least is something that you would keep in the back of your mind. You know, you don't. It's not like a must buy immediately in the morning, but it's something where you could say like, okay, if we get into a situation where we need this, it's it's like a no brainer to just get it. You don't have to hem and haw or, or ask everybody. It's just like, yeah, we all understand we're going to do this if we need to. Yeah, the other thing that I thought was interesting, and now it, I will 100% admit this is because I have not kept track of the Genie Plus pricing since they introduced this per park pricing and everything. You know, when that happened, we discussed that I think initially Magic Kingdom was the same price as the Park Hopper. Yes. And then all of the other parks were slightly cheaper, whereas I think it was Studios was next, and then the other two maybe were right behind it. In in this particular case, Studios and Magic Kingdom were both at the Park Hopper price, which is yet more proof that, yeah, they are willing to adjust this pricing based off of the sort of demand that they are seeing. Because I, I feel like with the initial pricing, you would have seen something like Magic Kingdom at 20, Hollywood Studios at 18, and then the other two at 15 each. But in this case, Hollywood Studios was seen as, you know, important, as important as Magic Kingdom at that time so i don't i mean yeah i would i I would have liked to see like what groups were there or what events were going on or you know something were they doing maintenance on something over at animal kingdom and so then hollywood studios gets a cheaper or maybe they're doing maintenance like at hollywood studios i guess and then hollywood studios gets more expensive to try to deter people from going there you know i don't know I mean that's that's possible. Yeah, it's it's it would be interesting to know what the logic is behind the scenes that that leads to this stuff. So I don't I don't know when we're gonna get that though. Yeah. <laughs> Which is to say, I don't think we're ever gonna get that. The tell all book. Right. The from um some guy that we have all never heard of who is actually the mastermind <laughs> the mastermind behind the algorithm that handles all of this pricing because there is somebody who who's worked out the algorithm and they probably were not paid nearly as much as what this algorithm makes for Disney. Right. I can, yeah. I can almost guarantee you that. Now this was kind of a okay, I I honestly it's what came into my head. I can't think of a better way to say it. So I'm sorry, it's a perfect storm of events where you have the hurricane and essentially the slow season. <laughs> to get you to the uh, yeah like i said i honestly it just i i tried to think of something else to say because that's not the vibe i want to go for with a hurricane but it's it's what was there so i don't know that this sort of pricing will be 
something that we will regularly be seeing, but I don't. So do, so do you think this is the floor? I guess is kind of my question. It certainly appears that way. I mean, I wouldn't honestly have thought it was going to get this low, you know? So I, I would think 20 is a good round number to make the cheapest, most expensive park. You know what I mean? Like 20 feels good. So I don't, I, I never would have thought with this new per park pricing that it would get this cheap, but I think 20 for the most expensive one and then probably moving down in an, in an algorithmic way from that 20. I think that feels, feels like that's what they would do. Right. And it, now it is worth noting that since we saw that, that 20, we saw it again on the uh, 30th, so the day after that. And then coincidentally, the day that we are recording this week, we uh, we are actually recording a day later. So we're recording on uh, Monday, September 4th. It was actually that same pricing again today, where Hollywood Studios was 20, Magic Kingdom was 20, Animal Kingdom and Epcot were both 15. And there is not a hurricane uh, causing any issues right now. So yeah, I guess it's I guess it's just real slow right now. Well, and I honestly I am a little excited if if this is kind of a harbinger of the return of the slow season. There used to be a slow season and there were times where if you didn't care about when you went, there were quote, this was when you went. good times to go. And recently in the last four or five years there hasn't been a slow season and so if this means that slow season's coming back and there's a little bit of an ebb and flow of busyness i'm for it man the parks don't need to be at capacity all the time that is miserable yeah honestly i i do feel like though that 20 and 15 are the floors for each respective park because as soon as it gets above that number we start seeing a disparity between Hollywood Studios, Magic Kingdom, and then Animal Kingdom, Epcot, right? So, looking at the uh, looking at yesterday, which would be the third, Animal Kingdom sixteen, Epcot eighteen, so a two dollar difference between the two of them, and then Hollywood Studios twenty two, Magic Kingdom twenty five, a three dollar difference between the two of those, and that tends to be what we see is about a two to three dollar difference between the two groups of parks. Mm. So the fact that, you know, you end up with the first group, both being 15 and the second group, both being 20 with no disparity between them kind of makes it feel like they just floored out on their pricing. That Which I sense. mean, Disney could totally change at any time, but I think this, this signals yeah, to the me floor that is very currently <laughs> right. The, that this signals to me that currently this is where they're setting the floor and this is, you know, this is going to be as low as they're willing to go on these things. So could you use that data to determine what the slow period is for this year? I, I think maybe like that's, that is an interesting thing that genie plus has given us is another signal to determine what Disney is seeing. Yeah. Well, and I don't know. I mean, I don't feel like we really we don't need we don't need all this data all this data to to act on, you know? Like used to it was just a slow season. And I wonder if 
I'm I'm I guess I'm worried that now that they have all this data that they're going to do things to combat the slow season and try to keep the parks at full capacity, which why wouldn't they? They're a for-profit business, but it's like, man, when it just used to get slow for a little bit and then get really, really busy and then get slow again and then get really, really busy. Like this is a perfect time for a slow season. The summer's over. Kids are back in school in America. It's close enough to Thanksgiving that people are like, okay, well we can just wait and do Thanksgiving at Disney and that Thanksgiving week is always Well, you're going to wait for the next holiday that right. your kids have out of school. That that Thanksgiving week is always very crowded, which is why we always went the week after Thanksgiving. Go we you know, we always our plan was always go Friday after Thanksgiving and be there the whole week after that. And it worked out great. That was a slow season, but yeah, I just don't I don't want them to like start doing stuff to try to stimulate people, you know, coming to the park and just let it be slow. Let it go back to how, you know, the, the way, the natural way of things, I guess it just, it was, it was so much nicer. But Jeremy counterpoint, there's some, there's some things they could do to just like really push people. I I, I can think of two things like right off the top of my head. Number one, what if you somehow made the rooms cheaper? Like maybe you started offering a discount on the rooms. Go on. You know, where, where like, say it's like 40% off or something like that off of certain rooms on certain days. And like, it's the middle of the week. So it's the, it's the slowest of the slow. And then if that somehow, like, I think that, I think that's going to move the needle. I think you're done there. But if, if heaven forbid, you're not, you can always go with the nuclear option. Now, I, I know this one's going to be crazy. So just just go with me on it, though, for a second. What if they didn't have to pay for food? <laughs> Are you maybe, saying a maybe complimentary those things, dining plan? Maybe those things could combat the slow. I, basically, what I'm saying is they've had this data for a long time. True. And they've already been trying to combat it. The That's difference true. has been That's that very true. people have had the income and the travel has been cheap enough. Like there were a lot of external forces that took away the slow season at Walt Disney world. I don't think it was ever, I don't think it was ever that, you know, they suddenly were able to successfully combat the slow season because they've been trying to combat the slow season for as long as I have been That's a, true. a Disney fan. So, you know, they've, they've always had the data that tells them, what I'm saying though is that Genie Plus gives us another because there like that was already an, an indicator that it was a slow season. If you saw that Disney was giving discounts on rooms and was giving free dining, that was a time when they wanted people there. And the only reason why they want people there is when there would not normally be people there. Right. But then Genie Plus is giving us another signal of, hey, this is something that this is a time Disney is considering to be a slow season. And what I what I find interesting about this is it's a more to the minute it's a more reactive this is uh, this is much more public facing it is and it's got a it's got a much tighter uh it's got a much tighter loop on it right where something like a free dining or or room discounts has to be planned significantly in advance yeah in order to in order to draw people in so what we what we learn from those is disney expects this time to be a slow season 
I feel like Genie Plus is much more of a Disney is experiencing a slow season because they have bottomed out the cost of Genie Plus because they're trying to get people to take them up on it at a time where they're not, you know, where they're not selling through nearly enough of it to be worth it to them. They're, they're taking whatever they can get out of it, which that's happening while people are in the parks. So they have, you know, seen this data in a very short period of time so that when you look at it two months, six months down the road, as you're trying to plan your vacation, you can look at it and go, you know what? Last year, the really slow seasons at Disney were these seasons. And how do I know? I know because genie plus pricing kind of tells me that they saw these, these slow seasons. So I don't know. It's just, it's interesting to me and it'll be interesting to see what they, what they do to, to change these things. And I don't know, maybe, maybe next year we'll be back to no slow seasons, but yeah, it definitely looks like, uh, like we're seeing, uh, slow seasons there this year. I'm happy about it. Now there's apparently a new lounge at Epcot. Now I have never experienced a VIP or exclusive lounge at, at a Disney park. I wish I could. I've never had the opportunity. But this one is interesting because it's it, it's a, a healthcare provider, and like you I was have about to say, and if and if you go to this lounge, <laughs> you still will have not experienced an exclusive lounge. Well, exclusive for members of is it is it not for their members? I believe I it, it was for I, their members. I believe it is for their members. Yes. Oh, no. No, it's not. This lounge is available for all guests, but it does require you to sign up for messages and alerts from Florida Blue Medicare. Oh, well, there you go, then. Yep, so not it's exclusive. for everybody. You just have to give them all your your personal information. Multiple complimentary yes. drinks, though. I mean, and it's got, what, uh, like coffee and tea and water, I think, available? This is interesting. I mean, it's... it's Cold brew coffee, even. Ooh. It's I funny. Mean, who's going to turn that down? Not me. Because the lounge in Epcot that everybody always talks about is the one in Spaceship Earth. That was the old GE. Um, was it GE or, or I guess when they it's, sponsored it's Test It's been Track. a lot of different things. Um, I'm trying to think. It was GE for a while. Chevrolet's was actually in Test Track, if I recall correctly. And then who was the most recent sponsor? Gosh darn it! I can see their logo on Spaceship Earth. Siemens, because they would. There you go. I believe that was their lounge for a bit as well. Hmm. So yeah, that that the the lounge has has shifted through many different. But that's companies. the one everybody knows about. Yes, but it's nowhere near the only lounge because yeah, they they you know created this lounge back in Morocco, actually. So the location of the Club Thirty Three. In Epcot, which is you know is back there at American Adventure. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Are we allowed to say this? Yes, we're allowed to say this. Okay. Oh wait, wait! Oh no, no, oh, no! Please, please, no! I didn't say. <laughs> okay, yeah, we're no, we're still good. Uh, that actually used at one point was being used by I believe it was Chase as a as a VIP lounge for them at one point because Dang, the one I, I could take advantage of. Right, exactly, <laughs> and they got rid of it. <laughs> but you know, a lot of these things, like this Florida, uh, this Florida Blue Medicare one, is going to be a a limited time offering, I would imagine. And that Chase one was a limited time offer as well. Now, how limited that limited time is, I don't know. Could be a couple of years, could be a couple of months, could be that it's gone tomorrow. Well, but... and also the Chase Disney Visa is far from an exclusive credit card, too. I mean, it's 
pretty easy to get. I don't know, man. I feel like it's kind of like the the second best kept secret. <laughs> I, I, I would tell you about the first best kept secret, but then I'd have to kill you. Obviously. Um, you know, and, and I don't think you want that. But yeah, so they've got, um, what, some complimentary drinks. You get a, you can get a mosaic tile that I, apparently you can help create. And then you can get a henna tattoo, which I mean, that's and, and air conditioning. Yeah, maybe maybe we bury maybe we buried the lead there. You get air conditioning, a clean restroom, maybe. Uh, I'd give, I I would give my email and phone number for a clean, cool restroom at Epcot. But but what music is playing in the restroom? That's really what I've got to know. A cool you know, because at Epcot, that's that's what matters to me is a, what, a cool what, Middle Eastern version of one one little spark. There you go. Okay, now now I'm down. Now like a sitar <laughs> version. I would right? love that. You just that would be that would be awesome. Yeah. Does somebody out there play sitar? <laughs> I want to hear your sitar rendition of One Little Spark. Please go ahead and put that on uh, Spotify. I will. Uh, you know. Well, actually, I don't have Spotify. I yeah, YouTube Music. Whatever. Put it on the streaming services. I will stream it uh, over and over and over again, and you will get like three whole pennies from me for yeah. it. So you're welcome for that. But yeah, so this this lounge is available in Morocco, and you can uh, you can go and take advantage of it. Which, wow, I suppose twelve p.m. to six p.m. is kind of weird, right? Oh, I guess. I mean, I think they're they're probably trying to get the after lunch crowd. You know, you go have a big lunch, then then you want to come in and get your get your water and chill. I mean, at least till at least till eight p.m. I don't know when does the the World Showcase opens at ten, right? Oh, you're thinking it's too early to close. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess yeah, so. yeah. I mean, the 12 p.m., I guess I kind of get. I was focusing on noon opening as if that was yeah, too late. I was looking at that thinking, well, the World Showcase, like you said, doesn't really open until 10. So, I yeah, but I guess that's it's two hours before and two hours, uh, two hours after opening, two hours before closing, because m- most nights up got eight. I don't know. Nine. I don't know. I don't know. That, that six sounds a little early to me, but. Maybe it's well, just the people not that. that are working there are tired. Yeah, I mean, I'm tired too. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, so. That's kind of a weird thing. I wonder who staffs that because that's a six hour that's a six hour shift for whoever goes. You're not even going to be full time if you work this. It's got to like, be even if you count even if you count set up and take down time. In Medicare's government, isn't it? So it's got to be Florida like state employees right i don't i don't know i i i mean you there's got to be disney employees involved as well though well there's definitely disney cups right and that's they have that's a good thing they have all the disney uh the cups and the little carafes those are all just regular old disney things so they've they're at least contracting the stuff i'm sure it's all disney drinks (laughs) <laughs> it's Joffrey's Joffrey's coffee, white labeled and and Coke products, certainly. Yeah. So this is the other thing though is this is a weird next step for uh for restaurant Marrakesh. I did not see it turning into a lounge area. You know? But it, I mean it, I, is it the restaurant itself? Yeah. Yeah. Now I don't know, did they did they like take away part of do they still have part of the restaurant so they can still have the restaurant as well? But that's like it's in the restaurant area, from what I can see. Well, that's so weird because, Di- well, I guess maybe it isn't weird. Disney just took over that restaurant, right? So maybe they 
decided it wasn't worth the trouble anymore. So real time, uh, restaurant Marrakesh is listed as temporarily closed or temporarily unavailable. So yes, I'm, I am right. That is, that is restaurant Marrakesh. Okay. I didn't, I never in a million years would have thought that that was the restaurant. No, there's not part of it that's still open because (laughs) it is temporarily unavailable. That's wild. And now we know it is temporarily unavailable as a, uh, as a lounge area. Wild. But okay. okay, so so the moral of the story is if you're going to be at Epcot, you can go to this lounge. Apparently, if you just go to the My Disney Experience uh, app and search Florida Blue, there'll be a link in there that you can fill out a form and you will get your guest pass so that you can go in. And currently, those guest passes are valid September 1st through November 18th. So maybe you need to go soon. I, cause, <laughs> How much did they sell in for on eBay? Oh, I don't know. Probably at least three fifty. I think that'll do it for this episode. You can follow us on Twitter at MTM Podcast. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash MTM Podcast. You can visit us on the web at missingthemouse.co. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. And until then, have a magical day. Yeah.